What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, brother? Thanks for joining me. As always, I'm Johnny King. I'm your hostess with the mostess. And you know what? Um, it's You know, life is such a fickle thing. I don't even... Fuck, I don't even know what that means. What does that even mean? Life is a fickle thing. Probably means life is uh, like such a uh, a funny and and always changing organism, if you will. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I say that because I was just re- reminiscing earlier today about the good old wonder years. And uh, I, I think... I, in some ways, I have always been kind of uh, just one of those very kind of perceptive, aware individuals. I was always fascinated with why we did what we did. I've always loved relationships with people. Oh, what's up, bub? My, my little puppy just walked in here. Looks like he just ate his, his meal as he's licking his chops. This little guy is growing fast, by the way. Holy shit. He was like 10 pounds just like three months ago, and now he's 50 pounds. This little little wolf cub. And uh, <clears throat> anyways, it makes me think. I remember uh, I was at this, this uh, party. When was it? I think it was like my graduation party, eighth grade graduation party, right? Dating this girl, and... She's like, hey, can I can I talk to you real quick? I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, 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 down here. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and we were all out swimming in, in uh, one of my buddy's pools. And she brings me down this little hill, uh, kind of out of the line of sight of most of our friends and adults. Uh, and she's like, I just wanted to tell you that... Uh, that I'm in love with you. That I love you. <laughs> and I laugh. Not because, I mean, again, in, in retrospect, like such a sweet moment. And me kind of being the dumbass that I wa- was uh, and at times can be, I was like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I'm telling this woman who's, you know, what is she, 14? 15 years old who knows how old we were just about to go into our freshman year of high school who who loves me or believes she does that no she doesn't no you don't i know how you're feeling <laughs> and she kind of like looked at me like wait what you know i'm sure she was like maybe hoping that i'd say i love you too <laughs> um i remember saying something to the effect of honestly like I I know you think you do, but in hindsight, 
when we're much older, I think you're going to look back on this moment and realize, oh, no, I didn't love that guy. Um, and why I bring that up, not only is it cruel, um, I mean, it's not cruel, because my intention wasn't like to hurt her. I just was being honest. But it, it was it was the first of like a series of, of those instances coming up. <clears throat> When I was in another relationship, uh, uh, a serious relationship, let's say uh, a little more than 10 years later, um, I remember communicating with, with my significant other at the time, and she was saying, like, this should be, this should be a fairy tale. Like, this, this is, I want this to be everything that, that I've always dreamed it to be. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, uh, babe, <laughs> hate to burst your bubble, uh, but I was good at I was good at things like that at the time." <clears throat> I was like, "Life isn't a fairy tale. This is real life. Like this is this is tough. This is shitty. I got to go to work. I got to travel. You got to work. You got to do things. Like this is this is not going to be fun." And I remember it was around like the like that six month mark if you will, that I think that was probably the first time that I really, um, that kind of broke her heart or began to break her heart in that sense. Um, because even though, yes, to some degree I was right and she was immature and being like, you know, wanting to be a, a, a princess for the rest of her life, at the same time, she deserved not to be a princess. She deserved to be treated like a queen. You know, I, I just believe every woman, uh, my, well, I should say, I don't believe my, my desire is that, uh, whoever I'm with, and I'm sure any woman that's dated me and broken up with me has her grievances and, and is justified in feeling whatever she feels towards me, whether we're on good terms or she's not speaking to me and she hates my guts. I want her to be able to at least look back in, in some moments and be like, you know, he, he treated me as much uh, as, a, as a queen as he could have at the time, you know. Uh, not always. Uh, I've been, I mean, I think all of us can be in relationships and say things we don't mean and, and uh, be assholes. But I say all this because I look back on mem- moments like, you know, my woman at the time wanting wanting to feel romanced and and loved and seen validated adored for who she who she was at the time and instead i went to mr practicality i put on my my hat hat of like mr logic and mr like maturity of like oh no babe sorry this isn't a a a fairy tale this is real life like you, you just when you grow up someday, <laughs> you'll you'll understand. You know, no, you don't love me as an as a, an eighth grader or soon to be freshman in high school. You'll learn that this is all just puppy love. What a cock move, <laughs> to be totally honest, right? Like I'm like ah, oh. my heart goes out to to, gosh, so many different women that I've dated over the years. Where, again, my my intention has never been 
like malicious or, or in like purposefully hurtful. Okay. But it certainly has come across that way because of my, my lens through which I viewed life at the time. And I can now in retrospect, go back and see how repressed and don't get me wrong. I still struggle with this to this day, but how much of my emotions I just learned from my childhood to repress because I never felt safe in my family to express my emotions because my mom was always so much teetering on the the precipice of total meltdown that I didn't feel like I wanted to add any more, you know, stress to her life that I felt like I couldn't be myself. And so that carried on to my teenage years, <laughs> eighth grade, as well into my adult years and all these other relationships that I've contributed to in not so great ways where I'm repressing my emotions because I don't want to get emotional. I also feel like, oh, I'm being the man. I'm being not even the man, but a man. I'm being a man by being solid, by being practical, by being logical. Okay? And what I've learned is that through that that way of life, it's fucking boring. It's boring. It it's it strips life of all meaning and juice and vitality and excitement. Right? Because when you look at the the, the polar opposites of uh, north and south, right? The North Pole and the South Pole, right? Our, our, our entire Earth rotates on those poles, opposing poles. Men and women, <laughs> masculine and feminine, right? There's so much that can drive us wild, and yet the masculine gift oftentimes is to be able to strip away all of this the distractions so that it can put on the blinders and look at a problem and solve it, right? The gift of the, well, so, so think about it. So the masculine will take something that's a big problem and actually distill it all the way down to its core issues so that it can fix it. Where the feminine is the exact opposite. The feminine is all about taking something small and expanding it feeling it, expressing it. And so in those moments, I brought my masculine energy, I guess, <laughs> or woundedness, my inner child woundedness, and I stomped out any spark, any glimmer of that feminine, like here, here at least in these two scenarios, women that I adored who were coming to me with open hearts <laughs> and I was, uh, I was training them to not be vulnerable. I was injuring them by minimizing their feelings and, uh, and telling them that, that they, they didn't actually know <laughs> that what they wanted or what they were experiencing wasn't valid. Does that make sense? Now, I, I want to be sure that you understand because I, I imagine as, as you're listening to this, what I, I would think 
that maybe you're thinking about some of those your own instances where maybe you were in hindsight you can be like oh you know what I maybe overreacted I uh, maybe didn't allow for you know room for any other opinions but for me as I grow older and I grow more empathetic and compassionate uh, and loving of myself I have that for other people as well and so I don't I don't want to you know bash on myself because again like my intent wasn't to hurt any of these women in these these uh, moments but these moments could have been such amazing beautiful moments and I stomped them out because I also felt pressure (laughs) to to be that emotionally connected male who's going to notice that we're having a moment and I'm going to say oh my gosh babe I love you too or oh my gosh babe like isn't it life is so much a fairy tale and I cannot believe that I I get to you know spend my life with you the the queen you know instead I I took those moments and I turned them into logical <laughs> male male minded uh moments and I and I kind of squandered them and so what I've learned <laughs> through life is that uh we do everything, whether we, you know, aim to make money, to or or have a family, or we we work out. We we do all these things in order to accomplish something, so that we can feel something, not just something. You, you do things to make yourself feel a certain way, right? And yet, me and I think possibly you or so many other men, we actually, out of our own fear or our own woundedness, we're minimizing or stomping out so many of these amazing moments because we're scared or we want to gain control, right? For instance, I I used to have this habit, and this still comes up for me sometimes, but I'm aware of it now. When I was in high school, especially um, able to drive, whatnot. My my mom, my family were huge St. Louis Cardinals baseball fans. And whether we're at, we're at, it doesn't even it's not even Cardinals fans, but I should say Cardinals games, Cardinal games, um, any type of sporting or or Fourth of July fireworks, concerts, any type of huge um, event, right? And I would always leave early such that I wouldn't have to experience um, getting caught in, you know, traffic. And I'm like, why? I, I would often miss, you know, <laughs> ninth inning heroics or some of the best songs, uh, in, you know, in an encore, um, the, the grand finale of the fireworks. It's like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I'm literally passing on the most beautiful moments of life such that I can control or to avoid the pain of sitting in traffic. And I say that because it's no different than how I would stomp out moments, uh, beautiful moments, moments that I now look back and I 
I actually now live for, but I was I was squandering those when I, in my younger years, out of my own pain, out of my own repressed emotional state. I don't know if this is making sense to you, but it makes sense to me at least. It's my own awareness. And so I, I, I say this is why it's so important in this Becoming Kings podcast and, and with my book and all the work that I'm doing at least, that I'm so driven to help other men to hold them accountable and have them hold me accountable to become as emotionally aware and mature, emotionally evolved men in society such that we can have more beautiful moments <laughs> And less, um, you know, practical moments. You know, uh, it really, are, it really are those. It really are those. It really is those moments. Like I said, that that I live for, that any of us live for. And so we, I think, again, as you continue doing the work of greater levels of self-awareness, hopefully, you're you're finding little areas in your life where you can tweak and improve and change your own behavior to just look at like why like myself why do why was i always leaving what what is it about traffic that i hate what is it really is it the the wasted time is it feeling like i can't control a situation or i can't you know get home as quickly as i want what what about that So, <laughs> I leave that, uh, that pregnant pause there for a reason. Because I want you to really think those things through. <sighs> to think through why, again, why do you do the things that you do? And I think the older we get, the, the easier it becomes for us to just be like, oh, this is just the way that I am. Live with it or move on, honey. I don't know why I decided to work on that uh, that accent, but um, yeah, it's worth, again, I feel like if, if you're someone who's listening to this, man or woman, it's worth looking at and getting curious as to why you do the things that you do. It doesn't mean you need to change them. You might be like, oh yeah, that's why I do that thing, cause, because of that. Cool. At least you now know, but I think for a lot of us, we do things and we don't even know why we do them. We do them because they are now set patterns based out of things that we look to avoid, pain, whatnot, when we were younger. And and then they're just learned behaviors and we don't even think to second guess them or question them. So anyways, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. I digress. Um, but I hope this gets you to, to think Because as I was raised to understand, the time for thinkers has come. It's time to to use your brain (laughs) and connect it with your heart. And from that place of, you know, heart and head coherence in alignment with each other, man, you can, you can be a force for, for nature, not for nature, uh, is that right? Force of nature. <laughs> Force for good. <laughs> oh, man. You would think I would uh, take the time to edit all these things out, right? Nah. That would uh, that would be inauthentic. 
anyways, brother, thanks for joining me. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, man. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.